What's up, everybody? Tanner here with another episode of the All You Can Hear podcast. Episode 313, Summer Fisting Punch 3, The Legend of Drunken Master. But before we start discussing the movie, I'm joined by my two Kung Fu co-hosts. Karate Kick Colt. Wing style Wenzel. I can fly. What? Yeah. That seems like an overpowered martial art. Could you imagine if modern day martial art was like, let's say UFC, just for easy example. Everybody in the UFC was the same, except there was one fighter in the UFC who could fly. And there was like another fighter that just had a gun built into his hand with unlimited bullets. That kind of is what martial arts is missing, right? It's just like powers. The oh yeah, I guess superpowers. I mean, you can. I mean, I guess PEDs kind of count, but what? also like nobody's doing like cool shit. Like, if, I mean, we're not even getting like megalobox stuff. It's like, oh, by the way, I have a robotic arm. Yeah. Also, what are PEDs? Performing enha- performance enhancing drugs. Oh, okay. oh I didn't yeah. I didn't realize you were actually asking. I, I thought you were rolling into a bit. Yeah, the steroids. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I was like, I was like, what the fuck is that? Yeah. Yeah, steroids. Uh but yeah, today we're here summer of fisting punch three. The legend of Bam Bam Bam. Yeah, but yeah. Oh, okay, there we go. Um we, I should, we have a little disclaimer at the top. Uh, so the legend, and we didn't know this when we were putting this out. So this is actually Drunken Master 2. But yeah. the way it released in North America, it is called The Legend of Drunken Master. I don't, I mean, I feel like we all kind of comprehended the movie. And it doesn't yeah. really seem too tied to the first one outside of the characters. Like, yeah. it, it's not an over arcing plot or anything no so everywhere i've i went to when i was looking up some of the stuff about the movie people everybody said you don't have to watch the first one Mm -hmm. to know what's going on it's so isolated from the first movie that you don't you you can just watch this outright and that's completely fine yeah and And i assume that's that's probably how it came out in north america if this came out as the legend of drunken master i assume drunken master one probably wasn't available in North America, or at least got a release. I could be completely off base with that, but that seems. Um, I I don't know the exact details of it, but like I've been going through like different like <laughs> forums and chat rooms because I've been trying to look some stuff up about this film and its distribution. It's very weird. It's had a very terrible uh, distribution in the American market, I should say. Um, I feel yeah. like uh, just looking at the further information. I'm not going to say it, but like. The box office is a lot lower than I expected. So I'm going to guess before we get into it. Um, so the first one, I didn't realize the first one and the second one came out so far apart. So the first Drunken Master came out in 78. Yeah. So I assume yeah. we probably definitely didn't get it here because Jackie Chan was not a like global phenom yet because what this is like seven years before police story so i assume just nobody in north america cared about it to distribute it here what's interesting too is that people consider um and i I didn't look too much into this because i 
I saw this more as a pin. I don't want to say opinion based, actually, because a lot of people say this, but a, a lot of like sources show that like Drunken Master One is considered Jackie Chan's like breakout into being like a huge star in Asia. Yeah. At least. Um, yeah. So I should I should mention that as well. Um, oh, God. Yeah, I had, a, I had a point. I can't I can't remember. It had something to do also with. Uh, with. Oh, oh. Uh, now I remember uh, the version we watched, though, I should mention is the full version. Yes. So uh, we'll talk about it later. But in the in the versions that are mostly distributed in North America, the ending has been cut. We watched <laughs> we watched it with the full like with the actual ending uncut. Oh, so we watched the uncut version. Yes, I should mention that. It's. I mean, I see why, but um, interesting. Yeah. And Colt, you, you said thirty four beg for that. Uh, I mean, probably to, to keep you... the ending in and the full. Oh, game, like, please keep this in, please, please, please. Okay. I'm not going to talk about it right now, but I will tell you, I I did find some stuff out about the ending, and I'll talk about that when we get to it. But okay, there are okay. reasons why the ending was obviously cut, and why the ending was even created. So, yeah. Um, and Colt, I will say before we like get into the actual movie, you said $34 million didn't seem like a lot. Um, so $34 million in 1994 money is the equivalent of about $70 million. Uh, yeah. And with a budget of 2 million, I mean, they made their money back. Yeah. Like, but also you have to realize like, well, yeah, yeah. I do realize. Yeah. Yeah, you know I realize. I mean. Yeah, as well. Yeah, and like two million is about the equivalent of about four point one million. So I mean, it made God like eighteen hundred percent its budget. So yeah, I consider that a massive success. Yeah, no, it was it was a, it was a successful movie. Um, oh, right. Well, are we ready to get into it? Yay! All yeah. right. So The Legend of Drunken Master, released in 1994, directed by Lau Kar Lung. Uh, it had a runtime of an hour and 42 minutes. Uh, the primary fighting style in it is the, the drunken kung fu, uh, which we've kind of touched on in the last Summer of Fisting. Uh, and as we said, the budget was $2 million, equivalent to about $4 million today. Made $34 million, which is the equivalent of about $70 million today. So again, huge like box office success. Um, because you also have to remember it's like '94, so it was before movies were making just like hundreds of million dollars all the time. Yeah. Um, and Wenzel also should shout out Wenzel created this doc, incredibly helpful because at this point it's been what three weeks since we watched this movie. Yeah, yeah it's been a long. So let me preface this by saying that we've been trying to record this episode for a while, but the weather. On mm -hmm. certain on the days that we tried to record it has been god awful, so we just can't record it. Yeah. And, and the funny thing um, is, today the weather's not even that good either. Yeah, we've actually we've gotten ahead of it today, but it is supposed to. Get I, was a little, to I was about to say it's yeah. the sun is shining through my window. Yeah, I got been, like thunderstorm warnings off the fucking weather machine. Oh yeah, really? yeah. There's thunderstorms coming in, but it's it's like four thirty ish. God damn, why is it always on a fucking Sunday, man? On a Sunday, exactly. Which also, too, well, we'll, we'll get into it. It's just behind-the-scenes stuff. But also, okay. Uh, notable actors, characters in this film. Uh, you Obviously, you have Jackie Chan as Wong Fei-Hung. 
You have Anita Mew, and again, if I mispronounce his names, it might be Mui. Yeah, um, as Miss Wong, who is his stepmother, uh, T Long as Wong Kei Ying, which is his father in the movie, uh, Lao Karlong, which is the director of the film, uh, he is Master Fu Wen Chi, Andy Lao as the counterintelligence officer, Felix Wong as Sang, yes. Ken Lo as John <laughs> and, <laughs> and, <laughs> and Ho Sung Pak as Henry. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So I should mention also the preface of this is that it's been so long since we've seen this. Don't feel bad. I'm talking about the, the host here. Don't feel bad if you don't remember some of these characters. It's been so long. There's a lot of characters and I, I'm pretty, I'm confident. These are the ones that we see the most. Yeah. Um, but again, don't feel bad uh, because also while I was looking people up again, I hadn't seen this. So when I was looking people up, I was like, fuck, who are these people? I don't <laughs> remember them in the movie. Um, well, and also, too, I mean, talking about a movie from 30 years ago at this point. Um, and again, also, we watched, we watched it. it. Yeah, years. yeah, we watched <laughs> it before any of us were born. But between that and also the fact that it's been almost a month since we've watched it, like if if. If it's like not outhandedly available, like the person in this movie probably wasn't an important character, so or was maybe shown for like a scene or two. Yeah, the only people that you listed that I don't remember is everyone below uh Lao Karlong. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, no, because uh, you're I mean, those those four characters right there are the characters I had the most problems with, mm-hmm. like because. Uh, so yeah, so Andy Loud, the counterintelligence officer, I'm going to go and tell you who he is. He is the guy who, when they're on the train, he kind of helps him out a little bit and he's kind of his Jackie Chan's friend throughout the film. Ah, uh, okay. Um, yeah. Sang is also Jackie Chan's friend, but he's the guy who absolutely hates drunken boxing, but he joins forces with Jackie Chan and he uses his fighting style. Um, I can't remember what he teaches. It, it might just be Kung Fu. Um, and then Ken Lo as John, he's the villain. Yep. Uh, I forgot his name was John, but I figured this was the yep. antagonist. Yeah, his name is John because the antagonists are English character, or uh, yeah, they have English names. And um, he he's the one that uh, Jackie Chan fights at the end. And Henry is the other antagonist. He is um, the he's the guy, guy who. Oh God. Damn it. No, I don't think so. I think he's the guy who's kind of short and he's the one who they sent to the factory to wrangle in all the workers and he kicks all their asses. Oh, that's uh, yeah. uh, in real life. Isn't that he uh, Jackie Chan's bodyguard? No, uh, the guy, the guy, Ken Lowe, he is Jackie Chan's bodyguard. Uh, okay. Yeah. Um, well, I don't know. Henry might or Hung. Who Ho Sung Pack might be, but when I was looking stuff up, Ken Lo, it was shown that he was a former bodyguard of Jackie Chan, and he got to be in the or he was put into this film to be his uh, enemy. <laughs> I've never thought about it, but yeah, I imagine a lot of like the Jackie Chan stunt team probably either eventually get like are avail are his bodyguard. I've never thought about that. First of all, I guess I've never thought about Jackie Chan needing a bodyguard because, like, yeah. man, even at seventy years old, I, I'm Jackie Chan is probably the only person above the age of forty five on this planet. I, I could confidently say could kick my ass. 
yeah that's the, the thing uh oh sorry cole what were you saying say, all these tough uh like like strongman movie stars from like the 80s just any time frame that are older now they they do need bodyguards uh sadly because there's some idiots that think like oh they're super tough i'm gonna kick his ass and impress everybody like a few years ago we saw uh, arnold schwarzenegger get drop kicked by a random dude and he was just yeah. chilling in a fucking gym i mean that's yeah. how you have to do it <laughs> yeah, just take them out when they're at least expecting it. Yeah, Cole, I don't know if you know this, but like after like lockdown and everything, and everybody was at home for a few months, like the ability to communicate to people that you have not known for your entire life has died. That art has died. That's why we're seeing people throw shit at performers at concerts, and that's why you see people dropkick Arnold Schwarzenegger in a gym. It's just how the it's like language. It constantly is evolving, and that is our next evolution is just physical violence oh hell yeah <laughs> um, we evolved to devolve yeah uh i yeah no i'm i'm kind of with i i'm with both of you because um it's completely understandable that they need bodyguards but then also at the same time i'm like tanner who like every time i see this guy who is just absolutely jacked having bodyguards like escort him i'm like man that's so weird to see yeah um, especially too in like films where like you see these especially when like you see these actors who are super jacked as well they're just regular actors but i mean they've probably gotten some training and like fighting or whatever so it's it's like oh man those guys are strong so like why do they need bodyguards i mean of course they need bodyguards so yeah yeah it makes total sense and honestly like just to go to the most basic terms of it because i mean i think about it a lot of your like higher paid ufc stars have like they call it security detail. They don't call it bodyguard really anymore. Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, but they, they have it in the off chance. Like somebody was to come up with a lead pipe. Somebody's going to get hit with it. But if your star gets, I mean, it's just kind of how it is. If your star gets hit with it, that could potentially cost you a lot of money. If your security guard, your security detail gets hit with it, it's not going to cost the estate as much money. I guess that's kind of, how to think about it. So it does make yeah. total sense that Jackie Chan has bodyguards. Again, it's just something I don't think about because I'm like, yeah, he could kill you with your, his bare hands. But I mean, yeah. it makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, no, you're right. I mean, because I mean, they can always hire another bodyguard or that bodyguard can. I mean, he's not going to be in the movie or or for whatever purpose. He's just there to which his job is to guard body. Yeah. So, <laughs> um. Yeah, no. And that's crazy to think, too, with how much like Jackie Chan injures himself it's like just get him a bodyguard throughout the entire all of his movies just to take all of the hits that he does yeah i do i do <laughs> love the idea of jackie chan being like please protect me from attacks and then like it cuts to the scene from police story where he just slides down three stories in the mall it, it's like are you sure your worst enemy isn't you yourself <laughs> it's just like damn He's the best at what he does. <laughs> it's like, what is that? Like, it's it's so funny that like the biggest, like probably international action star ever. It's just like half fucking jackass. I mean, I know we talked about it in police story last time, half jackass and then half like martial artists. It's just really funny. He's like, like he could have totally that. just done something else, but then he's like, no, I have to jump from this building and land on concrete or it's not going to look good. <laughs> yeah, he's like knocked out of breath on the ground, crying yeah. in pain. He's like, fuck, did that Breaks look cool? Breaks his ribs. Did we get the shot? 
<laughs> and then it, and then the guy's like, oh, man, no, sorry, we forgot to turn on the camera. <laughs> yeah, oh, the lens was on. All right, I'll do it again. <laughs> <laughs> He's already back on top of the building completely. Like... <laughs> yeah, Jackie Chan is such an auteur. He, you know, has to be practical. Y'all ready for yeah. a little quick synopsis here? Yeah, before you say that, I should say, too, whenever I was looking up synopses, I could have gone with the one on Letterboxd, but I was like, you know what? I found these two synopses that are so vague. I'm going to put them together, and that's what we're going to read. So oh, go hell ahead. yeah. Go All ahead. Right. Coming from two synopses. From a land where honor and tradition reign comes the legend of a martial arts hero unlike any other, the drunken master who can turn just one drink into devastation and humiliation for his enemies. His technique is fast, furious, and powerfully funny. And then also we have, a young martial artist is caught between respecting his pacifist father's wishes or stopping a group of disrespectful foreigners from stealing precious artifacts. That one makes me think, oh man, Indiana Jones? Yeah, because <laughs> like I know they say they're artifacts in the movie, but when I think artifacts, I'm thinking Dial of Archimedes or whatever. Yeah, the fuck it was. ancient <laughs> I mean, stuff. You got it. That it's the Dial of Archimedes. I mean, you could good go the fucking the actual name, the Antikythera. But um, yeah, oh, uh, man. Could you imagine if Jackie Chan and Harrison Ford current day made a movie together, but it was like Indiana Jones? Like it was like one of those '90s crossovers. It was just like uh, the Adventures of Jackie Ch- or Jackie Chan Adventures: colon, uh, My Adventure with Indiana Jones. <laughs> sure, He's too old. Somebody give me three hundred million dollars. Harrison Ford's so fucking old. I am curious though. Jackie anybody- Chan's old. Uh, not like Harrison Ford. Harrison Ford looks like he's gonna die at any second. I'm just saying. I've never seen Jackie Chan crash a plane and get up. That's true. That's and true. Harrison Ford's done it like twelve times. And he yeah. just did it the thirteenth while we're yeah. recording. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, I wouldn't be shocked. He might do a fifteenth by sa- Saturday. Yeah, I mean, you just never know with his schedule. Like, <laughs> how many times he's gonna pick get it played? Yeah, I'm just imagining like Harrison Ford having a Google, a Google calendar. It's kind of like our Google calendar. It's like <laughs> Wednesday meeting with. Hollywood exec Thursday fly a plane and it's just question mark. Oh no, it's three 30 fly a plane four 30 land question mark or land TBA. <laughs> Listen, we all love Harrison Ford and Indiana Jones, but this man does not need to pilot. No, 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 he doesn't. <laughs> it is a hazard to both himself and know. others. You know, it'd be funny too. Somebody was like, "Why don't you guys take away his flying license?" And like, we did. <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps buying planes. When you have as much money as him, you can just buy the plane. I don't we think he's buying planes. Him. He's just walking into the airport and just boarding the plane. <laughs> he's just taking a plane. <laughs> Could you imagine if, like, <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Could you imagine, if, like? <laughs> That's like a crossover for a movie. Like you're on like a Southwest flight or something, and all of a sudden it's like <laughs> over the speaker in the plane. It's like uh, uh, introducing our guest pilot for the day, and it just comes on as Harrison Ford being like, "Hey, everybody, uh, Harrison Ford here." And you're just and, and, panic. Well, no, ev- no, everybody's like cheering because like I, I don't know how widely available, like how many just regular people that aren't so internet filled know that Harrison Ford is a 
serial plane crasher. Um, <laughs> but you're just the one guy on the plane where everybody's like, yo, my God, Harrison Ford's on the plane. And you're just that one guy's like, Harrison Ford's on the plane. And and you're like, where is he? And it's like, he's in the captain's lo- captain. Yeah, he's in the, he's, he's flying this plane. And you're like, I have to get off this plane. <laughs> just, just a few people are like, oh no, oh no, oh no. Just like, no, this is, this is not good. This is actively bad. <laughs> and then, <laughs> but also I just, I just love the thought too. <laughs> Of this old man, like you said, just breaking into the airport. I was breaking in, just walking in the airport. Steve, like, just not even the pilots aren't even in the airplane. He gets on it, and I would love to have like it, it's a skit in my head where there's like a camera in the cockpit, and you just see this old man just just breathing heavily, like sweating, but like he's like prepping the plane to fly, and he's like, "All right, this, it's me, guys. It's Indiana Jones." <laughs> yeah, well if he introduced himself as indiana jones even i mean even me i'd be like okay this is fun it's me i'm okay everybody if you're listening to this it's me harrison ford no famously oh. known to be uh indiana jones oh okay that's better yeah and then he flies the plane and crashes it <laughs> sorry this is more of a physical like visual bit in my head because i just see this old man breaking into a plane and sweating that's I what i you say it's a visual bit if only we had the budget to get a fucking Boeing if for the, the bit. I only get the budget to get a Boeing, Harrison Ford, and probably what, like seventy people. Yeah. If it's, I mean, if it's a seven forty-seven, like three hundred. We'll just do seventy. We're only doing one shot of the co- of the of the passengers. It's just all of them panicking. It'll just be like me and Wenzel green screened over and over again. <laughs> yeah, there's some Colts screaming. There's some Wenzels also screaming. One Colts like. Like, I don't know what the big deal is. And then one Wenzel is just crying. But the cult that says, I don't know what the big deal is, is wearing like a Raiders of the Lost Ark t-shirt. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, that. Should we talk about the movie now? <laughs> oh, yeah, I guess. Uh, yeah, we can. Uh... Uh, so Wenzel, as, as he likes to do, has a couple of little questions here for us. Uh, so I'm going to ask, what was y'all's favorite fight scene? I, if y'all don't have one on the top of your head, I already know mine. I already have one. I already have one, too. Oh, okay. Well, Colt, I have go two, for actually. it. Uh, much like the first movie we covered, uh, it's the final scene. I, I just really like the final fight where Jackie Chan is getting his uh, drink on. Alcoholic issues, hashtag... And just having super uh, abilities thanks to alcohol, yeah, yeah, which is a which is a real thing. Like I've seen Patrick display some of the greatest athletic feats of our time, but it's after like four Angry Orchards. (laughs) Yeah, that's yeah. All right, I guess I know where Pat trained. Um, I yeah, yeah, so. uh, uh, I should also say to that last fight was also one of my favorites. Um, that's also where we get really Ken Lowe uh, as John. That's where he really shines mm-hmm. too, because that's where we get his awesome. Like he does a split in the air to show off his kick. Yeah. Of like him kicking and how good he is. And that actually is really fun because um, uh, it, it, I when I was looking stuff up, he's actually a Taekwondo champion. And um, the villain from the last film was also, uh, really like he, he was mostly a kicker so they 
So for this film, the antagonist also had to be a kicker as well. And I think uh, I think he really fills their shoes well as well. Well, 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 I say well a lot. Um, yeah, no, it's sick. And then should also mention, too, there's that scene where uh, Jackie Chan uh, falls backward onto a bed of hot coals and has to quickly get off. Uh, that was real. And he had to do mm-hmm. that. Tw- and he did that twice. Um, he didn't have to, but he did it twice. Yeah, um, I th- I, I want to say, like, during the credits, it shows him do, like, his first take of it. Yeah. And then it, like, kind of shows him talking to the camera guys, and then it shows it again. I didn't realize it was two separate takes, though. I just assumed it was the same take twice. Yeah. And there's even, uh, we even get a shot of his hands afterward that they're very clearly burned. Yeah. Yeah. Um, that just didn't seem worth off. it, Jackie. That's crazy. Yeah, it didn't. It didn't, Jackie. It, Why I do mean, you do that? It, it is worth it. It was a cool scene. I will say it was that. a cool scene. I was a cool being scene. a true auteur, like I like I would equate this to like Steve-O putting a bunch of bees on his penis. Like, is it uh, necessary? Uh, no. I feel like that's safer. He you think putting a bunch of whoa. bee bees on your penis is oh, safer w- than just falling on coal? He didn't come out hurt. He just had bees on his wee wee. I mean, he got stung a lot. Yeah, but like stings. Yeah can heal faster yeah, i mean, I mean I'll, you're more likely to die from bee stings to the penis than falling on hot coals well yeah Wait, but that depends on is he allergic yeah i was gonna say if he's allergic no so no he's not allergic okay i mean in a okay if we're talking about pain burns i don't know it would be close it'd be very close like, but assuming turns- how many stings you get, because, like, I don't know how many times y'all have been stung by, like, a bee or any sort of, like, actual stinging bug. A good but bit. they hurt. Yeah. <laughs> I, have, I have never been stung by a bug. Um, Are you serious? Like, yeah. Oh, and we you're the one that's stung. Bug crazy. Nope. Don't, do not get me stung. I have not been stung by a bug. I'm on good terms with bugs. Episode 314 of the All You Can Hear podcast. Wenzel gets stung by a wasp. But not Wenzel true. We've, we've already recorded Coyote 314. So. Let's, get, <laughs> let's try to get him on Coyote Peterson's channel and see if like, we can get him bit by a bullet ant. <laughs> or uh, uh, stung by a fucking... What are those giant desert hawk bugs that look terrifying? That I are know. In New Vegas? I... I <laughs> I know oh, what you're talking about. You, I don't remember the, the names of them. Are you talking about the... I know the ones in New Vegas, the Cazadors? Yeah, the, the real version of the Cazador. It's not that big, but it's big. Uh, yeah, uh, I don't remember what it is, actually. Yeah, no, I know you're very surprised since I am the bug guy, but yeah, I've never, I never been bit. Yeah, no, I would stung. I would definitely assume, like, stupid, like, kid Wenzel definitely would have got stung by a bug before. No. Um, I've been slashed by a cat, though. <laughs> no, I, yeah, well, I mean, we all have. And I've been bitten by lizards, of course. No, yeah. obviously. Which doesn't really hurt. Nah. No, it doesn't. It does no. not. Um, anyway, um, God, what the fuck was I going to say? Wh- oh, what's your oh, favorite fight scene, Wenzel? Oh, no, I, I already said the um, the last night. No, I was going to say, though, yeah. about the, the, the stings, though. Now, to be fair with the stings on the dick and then the burns on the hands, uh, well, he got he got more than just on his hands, but like yeah. the burns on his on his body could actually you know, potentially lead to like infections and stuff. Whereas the ones with the bees, like, I mean, they sting you and you might get some bumps, but it, it wouldn't be too bad unless you're allergic. So you, I, that's, my- I will say you could get infection from bee stings without being allergic. Because, I mean, it, they are incredibly itchy. So if you scratch too much, you would technically be opening 
your wounds and you would be more prone to that. That's true. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty close. I'll say it's pretty close. I will say as somebody that I've never burnt my hands as bad as that, but I have put my hand on a stove top before while it was on. And between that and like a bee sting also depends what kind of bee it is. But I would, I would say a bee sting hurts longer and has a higher peak where a burn doesn't hurt as a burn like this doesn't hurt as long, but is more consistently painful. It's probably where I am at. On Wait, it. a burn like what Jackie Chan got? Yeah. I Dude, no, no, no. He, lo- he lost that. the skin. He lost the skin on his hands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I yeah, I did on. The- I'm talking about like I have. I've told the story about me putting my hand on the stovetop, right? When I was a kid. No, oh, yeah. I don't I've, know. I, I've burnt like the whole like top layer of my palm of my hand, like off. Like it, it eventually fell off. Perfect hit, man. No, I mean they're still there. I mean it was, uh, yeah. That's insane. I do not agree with you at all. Uh, burning is like the worst pain you can ever experience. So I, I was gonna say I have a burn. I mean I have a scar on my arm from when I got burned working at a pizza place. Like, and it's still there. And I remember, I still remember it. Every time I look at it, I still remember the feeling. It fucking hurts. Like yeah. I'm not gonna. I, now I'm not, you know. Yeah, I'm definitely not saying getting burned doesn't hurt. And I'm not saying that getting stung doesn't hurt either, because it yeah. very much does. Yeah, um, I think uh, we're think. actually all pretty much agreeing. Yeah, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, but my other favorite fight scene, though, was when he was with um, the master, uh, Master Fu Wen Chi, when uh, they were fighting in the, the building. And, and like the saloon thing. Yeah. And then yeah. Gets a bunch of bamboo and like straps them together and starts hitting people with it and slicing people open. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that, that shit was... looked like it hurt to handle. That, like I was that... worrying about him cutting his hands on the bamboo. Yeah, that was insane. Yeah, that that was my favorite fight of the movie. I like that even more than the final fight because a it's like eleven minutes. It's like this huge set piece to like um, bridge us getting into like the final like climax of the film. And yeah. I mean, they destroyed this building. The stairs are destroyed. They're Knocked destroying all down, the tables, yep. all the chairs. The, pretty much the whole second level of it gets destroyed. And Jackie Chan does have like this. I mean, it's huge. I mean, it is thick. It is huge. And he uses it in so many creative ways, too. Like, there's just one part where he essentially he's holding it as if it's a staff, but like condenses it. So it like opens in the middle and somebody punches through it and then he closes it and like r- rips it. Like yeah. rips the guy he's fighting's like arm and it just cuts you so much. And obviously he's like hitting the shit out of these people too. Um, yep. It's so sick. And then also like with the master with his like, co- like fighting style, it's like, it it is so sick. It's, I, I know, like, we're doing a bunch of movies, or we're doing five movies for Summer of Fisting, but I do find it hard not to compare this to Police Story, because we did watch them back-to-back. They're also both led by Jackie Chan. Jackie Chan obviously had a huge influence of what both these movies became. I Out of both movies, I think this is my overall favorite fighting scene. Like, between those two movies. like this That's is, fair. Like, That's I like, fair. I like this one more than the mall scene in Police Story. Um... It's just so it's it feels raw. It's 
incredible. I mean, it's absolutely insane. Pro- probably one of my favorite like action set pieces ever. Yeah, no, that's that's fair because it's a it's a brutal scene. I oh man. I I I would probably have to agree with you just because police story overall is great, but like there's mm-hmm. like there's like this scene and the in the final fight scene are like really like what sticks out of this film too, I would say. Um mm-hmm. so like yeah, I, I I definitely could see that and um uh, now that make now that does get me into my other question of uh, point of discussion too with uh having we both watched this back to back and how like wa- watching it after police story like how do we how do we feel too in terms of like of um of Jackie Chan in this after the onset of police story and this also takes place after you know his police story how do we how do we feel about how his um about him and about his uh bringing um again his usual action comedy uh movement to this in a um in a period piece like this and also on the onset of police story like does it i mean you probably already answered this when we were just talking but does this does it compare does it um does it match up to police story how how do we feel about that I feel um, like Police yeah, ahead, Story cool. was a bigger, more ambitious like movie. Like it, it had so much going on there. It had so many moving parts. Like they built sets just to destroy them. And I'm sure they did here, like especially with that building that we just talked about where everything was fucking destroyed. That was just one building though. I feel like Police Story was just more ambitious in pretty much almost every way. Uh, but it's also very similar. So, I will say the humor uh, in Police Story, I did like that more. Yeah. Because uh, there was some parts of this movie that could be uh, deemed offensive. And I'm not talking about the most obvious one. I'm talking about, like, uh, whenever he did get drunk a few times, like, he was getting his ass beat by his <laughs> fucking dad. Like, yeah, it just went on for so long, and uh, like I don't know, I don't, I can't tell if it was supposed to be funny or not, just because of how long and like crazy it went for. Yeah. Um. So I'll go ahead and tell you from what I understand of because I don't. From what I understand of director intent and audience intent, because or audience interpret audience interpretation, it's very weird because um, I I don't know too much about director intent, but I do know about audience interpretation, and it's so interesting um, how well not interesting. It's more like it's kind of like okay, yeah, of course fuckers would say this because people. Um, people automatically are like, oh, well, it's a joke. It's supposed to be funny. You know, you're not supposed to take it seriously. That's how a lot of people who are like big fans of this film have treated a lot of the stuff, especially like that in here is like, oh, well, it's not meant to be disrespectful. It's not meant to be offensive. It's just meant to be a joke. Um, and honestly, like to when we see later, I think definitely like 
director intent and maybe even performer intent was supposed to be maybe kind of joking. Um, but there's some stuff too. We'll find, I'll tell you about later again about the ending and about Jackie Chan that, uh, I kind of kind of changes a little bit. Um, definitely though, that, that scene was very like, I think maybe it was, I, I think my opinion is, I think it was supposed to be played off for gags while also, well, no, 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 hold on. No, I don't think it was meant to be played off for gags. I think it was meant to be more for consequence. And then, but also too, with how, how maybe they were performing it, it could be construed as gag. Yeah. When it was, it was meant to be, I think it was meant to be more of consequence. Cause this also brings me into another thing about that as well. But I, I want to go into what, um, any more thoughts and what Tanner thinks as well before I get to that. Yeah. Uh, so just touching on that for a second. Also too, we do have to like, we, you know, we have like the foresight. We're able to view it with 2023 lenses. And this was 94 talking about that, but also this film was made for Hong Kong. So I, I mean, I couldn't tell you what, the culture was like in mid nineties, Hong Kong, what was found funny? What wasn't, I'm sure it wasn't the same as mid nineties, North America, which is already not even remotely the same to 2023 North America. So it also is like sort of impossible to know exactly what they were going for. Unless like the director just comes out and say, says what the intent was, but that's a whole other discussion. Um, as far as, Comparing this with the police story, we—I mean, we all gushed on police story last uh, summer. Fisting, all loved it. Um, I, I said it was probably one of my like just a first time watch. One of the best movies I've ever seen. I think Police Story is a better complete package than this. Um, like I said, this does have my favorite action piece of the two, but with Police Story, it feels like there is a lot more action, not as much dialogue, but what dialogue is in there. It's all played for humor and the humor still works. Viewing it with the 2023 lens, like it's kind yeah. of timeless and also have to remember police story came out in 85. So it's almost a whole decade older than drunken master. And on the flip side, Jackie Chan is a decade older during the filming of drunken master. Man. So like, some of the, you know, he, you're not, it's physically impossible to be able to do the same stuff at 40 than you're able to do at 30. Um, especially as such a, like this level of shit. Um, so I do think I, I, again, I don't think the legend of drunken master by any means is a bad movie. I think it is actively a very good to great movie, but police story to me is just like the complete package. Like if you would sit, you know, 13 year old Tanner, 21 year old Tanner, 27 year old Tanner, whatever down and ask them, what does your perfect movie look like? I can't imagine anything cooler than action movie where there's a ton of fights. They destroy a ton of shit and it's super funny. Like I just can't imagine a movie more tailor made for the last 15 years of me than police story. Yeah, no, that's uh, both of you are very much, uh, I think, valid too and i i definitely agree with uh yeah i definitely agree because uh because i because i don't um yeah please uh 
police story is definitely the um in, in my opinion as well the better film even though drunken master is a good film um but like thinking too about like okay like like you said tanner he was much younger when he did police story and i guess i just wanted to examine like okay like how was he doing in this film a decade after shooting i i would say his masterpiece his opus <laughs> uh police story like does it can it compare does it like does he still hold up with his um with his comedy with his action and, and he does for the most part um yeah so uh yeah i definitely agree now this brings me to my other point i was going to say too about the um uh about some controversy with this film and maybe some stuff that doesn't really age well i uh, should also bring to the should also bring up the part two where his stepmom is trying to protect Jackie Chan and um he, uh, his dad also threatens to beat her but then mm. she says that she's pregnant and like will occasionally try to like self abort the baby i think yeah yeah like it's very weird uh so that that was kind of strange um but then also too the implications of uh of drinking as well that was a uh, that was a controversy also that I think can definitely be construed from this, but also too by that something that Jackie Chan himself highlighted about the first drunken master um, and this. So uh, that was something that really um, Jackie Chan in his, uh, I saw where I think it was in his biography talking about his life. And one of the things that he know that he, uh, after doing drunken master one, he realized, he didn't realize at the time, but he realized after that, like, he's like, oh, sh like, he's like, oh, man, like, I hope people don't think that I'm promoting drinking to excessive amounts to the point where, like, you might think that you can be unstoppable or a superhero or, like, just fight. He, mm -hmm. and so he got really worried about that. So for Drunken Master 2, he brought a lot more, like, creative control. And part of that was trying to show, like, OK, if you're going to drink a lot, um. I'm going to show you the consequences of that. So that and how like that only not only brings suffering to yourself, but brings suffering to the uh, your family and your friends. So that's where he kind of shows that too with uh, with um, his dad uh, beating him. Yeah. Uh, so that's very much like Jackie Chan trying to be like, well, this is what happens when you drink too much. You you hurt your family, but then at the same time, it's like, well, I mean, should your dad be hitting you? Like that's not. I don't think that's a valid response, but also too, like with the director, like, was it really, was it really meant to like, should you have shown this like for gags? Should you have been more serious? Like, like what's going on here? And I, it's kind of tough to really understand. Um, it, it, it's more conflicted, I think with trying to understand what there's a conflict. Wow. I, I cannot say the sentence it's, there's two points of view here that I think come from the director and from Jackie Chan. And I think when they put together, it just seems like a really fucked up, terrible scene. And that's a really all it comes down to, in my opinion. Um, and then uh, should I should I just go into the ending? Yeah, why not? Yeah, I, I feel like especially <laughs> talking about this, like I, I feel like you can't talk about that without talking about the ending. Because, again, I I, I could see... I, I could I could see how both these endings or both of these scenes were played probably to be more humorous in the 90s and also 
they just don't work now. I could I could at least kind of understand the the first scene that you just discussed where because it in that scene it actively paints his dad as being like this bad like it was like uh you're not what you're doing is bad. It's not like well the the wife deserved it. His wife deserved to get hit and stuff. So I can at least kind of see how it can be construed in a lot of different ways. The final scene of the film, there's no no construing outside of they probably thought it was funny in the 90s. It's yeah. just not funny now. And if honestly, if you were somebody, you know, that was functional of, you know, human compassion, you could also see how the final scene wasn't funny in the 90s. But all, again, as the world has evolved, like it just doesn't play great in 2023. Yeah. So the ending scene of this movie is after the big fight. Um, Jackie Chan is feeling the effects of alcohol, but the alcohol that he drank to fight his enemy that he had to drink because he had no other choice was industrial grade alcohol, mm-hmm. which was actually insane. It was kind of, it was pretty funny, but what wasn't funny was that, okay, he was starting to feel the effects and the damage that the alcohol had done at the very end, we get his family coming or they they're trying to show like the police commissioner or whoever like, Oh yeah, this is our hero, you know, our son. And, uh, they're like, what is he doing? And it shows him and his brother and his brother is trying to teach him blind boxing, which is he's trying to hear for sounds and be able to detect and fight and stuff. But, um, but then his brother comes up and says, uh, we're doing this, but you're, but you know, Wong, uh, I don't know if he says his name or his my brother or whatever. Wong's a uh, a whack, a quack, and yeah. um, it immediately cuts and it shows Jackie Chan turning around and mimicking basically a um uh a, a disabled person. Yeah, pretty yeah. much. And that's how the movie ends. Yeah, yeah. yeah it literally like the credit plays over a still shot of that. And I remember all of us looking at each other because it happens in the span of about 12 seconds being like, what? Like, <laughs> like, I like it. It was so shocking in the moment because, again, like from that to credits is literally about 10 seconds. And, and then Colt says, that movie loses half a star. Yeah, Colt <laughs> goes, ah, that definitely affects my rating of it. Wh- I mean, that affected it, all of our ratings. Yeah, it, it does. Um. <laughs> Because at first I was like, oh, well, obviously, you know, Jackie Chan would go blind after. Because, I mean, that's a really real thing. That's a real thing. You will go blind. drink. I mean, you can go blind just drinking too much normal alcohol, much less like this industrial grade stuff. Um, So I was like, oh, okay, well, that's like neat. They're going to like have him adapt to that. But then they pull this and you're just like. Man, like like it leaves the movie on such a sour note. And again, it's like 10 seconds of an hour and 42 minute runtime. And you're just like, what why is this here? Why? Like, because they were like, they're like, oh, and his brain's gone bad. And it's just like, okay, I mean, yeah, sure. Alcohol affects the brain. Yeah. But there's no reason to show this. Yeah. Absolutely like, no reason. I mean, and it we, is very like, I mean, they making fun of, of this. Like, uh, like his eyes are crossed. He and... sticks his tongue out and he's yes. making sounds. Yeah, I mean, it's... Oh, my God, it's so bad. 
we were making fun. jokes like like what if Oppenheimer ends with uh Oppenheimer doing this? <laughs> that was a bomb spell. It would have affected my ranking of Oppenheimer. Oh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, that would have been really bad. So I should explain this ending because we were all curious. Because I remember Cole and Tanner or all of us were just asking, like, was this the director's choice? Was this Jackie Chan's choice? And I will go ahead and tell you right now, it was very much but ba, 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 Jackie Chan's choice. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Because, like I said, he talked about how he he wanted to really show for this film, he wanted to correct the mistakes. He says this, I wanted to correct the mistakes of the first film and show you the implications of alcohol of too much drinking. And this was what he thought was the great best way to do it. I mean... I, I see what he was going for. I think he honestly did have good intentions with yeah, it. But, but besides but, besides this part, I like I th- I think the, like the good intent was there, but he's like, yeah, we have to show the ill sides of drinking and if you drink too much, like this is what happens. And it's just like, mm, I think you leaned into it a little too much. This is is this what really happens, Jackie? Is yeah. it? Yeah. Like you could have um, ended it at, yeah, he's blind now. Or, and he's gonna, yeah, he's gonna have yeah, long term like, damage. Yeah, like long term, even like nerve nerve damage. But then they show him, and it's like, well, yeah, there, there he is. And the thing is, too. So when I was looking stuff up about this, um, you know, because people people are all over the internet, like they're like, oh man, I want to see the uncut version. I want to see their OG. Is there any way, or I want to watch more Jackie Chan's films or whatever? And people are talking about. And there's one guy who I read. He was like. He's like, oh, yeah, you know, you can't really get the um, it's really hard to find the U.S. version with the or it's really hard to find the non-U.S. version with the controversial ending, quote unquote. Um, uh, he was like, personally, I don't see a problem with it. Um, and then immediately somebody was like, why is it considered controversial? And then somebody below that says, oh, because it has Jackie Chan imitating an R word person. And um they uh they thought disney and dimension whenever they're distributing it in the u.s they thought it was uh distasteful so they cut it and and there's another person that's like like i don't know why people are so sensitive about it it's a joke it's meant to be comedic it's not meant to be serious blah 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 even though jackie chan himself says i want to show you what happens after you drink too much and i want to make sure that people understand that I'm not promoting drinking or whatever. So it's yeah. like, it was clearly Jackie Chan being serious. Like that well, was him being serious. I, I do want to say, I also, it probably also is supposed to be played as humorous. Cause I, I could see for, and again, I, this is just assumption how people think I could see Jackie Chan being like, Hey, you know, people that do drink too much and this happens to them. It's okay to point and laugh at them. Cause they did it to themselves. That is true. That is true. He could be doing that yeah. as well. Like trying to basically, yeah, he could be, he, he, well, he is doing that. And he probably also could be blending like, well, this is serious. And we also can make it funny. Yeah. Like, I also can see it as being ass covering. Just saying like, uh, yeah, it was serious. Uh, if you do, if you drink too much, this happens because not everyone that's like that is that way because they drink well no he's not ass covering he legitimately because he because everything that happens in drunken master 2 he like he said like this was like 
because this um his choices for the film he did that in 1994 and his biography came out like because there are statements from him like whenever he was make when he was doing drug master and like the choices that he made for the filming like he did them because the first film and what happened in it that's why everything that happens in this film is the product of that of whenever you know literally his dad getting him the ending um when he does drink and everybody gets really scared of him or like they're like oh shit he's drinking too much or like he's just awful when he's drinking like that's literally because realized what ha- what he did at drunken master one so he wanted to make sure that he wasn't um he wasn't promoting over over drinking excessive drinking so. yeah because from what i gather from the first one the first one pretty much just shows like hey if you drink a bunch you pretty much become an unkillable god pretty much yeah. like as far as martial arts goes like there there was no ill effect to the yeah. drinking in the no, first that, one that, that was that's what he said there was yeah in that film they didn't show any ill effects or side effects from that but in this film they wanted to show the ill effects of health of family and of friends so that's what happens yeah. in this but i mean like, it's a bad example if you ask me yeah like again this is not I, every his intentions probably started situation. good but also to just like 90s brain being like well, we have to show him like this, obviously, because this is the only explanation of what could happen if you drink too much. Well, yeah, no, he just he made yeah. a stupid bad choice. Like, yeah, it, it was it was just it was just terrible. Like, there's yeah. no there's no reason to do that. You know, yeah. like every like like, I mean, yeah, you could show the ill effects of drinking, but mm-hmm. this isn't this isn't it. Yeah. You know? it was, yeah. I was like, ah, that's not you could have stopped that. Oh, now we have to teach him blind boxing. Yeah. Or also maybe just like a bad hangover. Or that. He's never hung over in the movie. I will say, after he drinks, uh, going rewinding for a second, after he drinks the industrial grade alcohol during his uh, fight, his face turns an unnatural shade of like pink, red, purple. Yeah. Oh, bad. <laughs> so, you know, maybe it's just like your head might explode. <laughs> yeah that too because it that did look be... like that at some points that his that, head was legitimately yeah. on the verge of combustion no it looked like that yeah no, also I mean, you it... won't believe what happens at the end of the new john cena jackie chan movie jackie chan's head explodes no both of them do the exact same thing that jackie chan did at the end of this movie oh no <laughs> that would be because because it's called hidden strike right yeah it's been in I didn't know this. It's been in development hell for like five years. Oh wow. And they just dropped it on Netflix. You can yeah, watch like it. there was parts of the movie filmed like pre-COVID. Or it might have all been filmed pre-COVID, but yeah. How weird is that? Now I, I will say I haven't looked up anything after um after the, because his biography stuff didn't come out to like it, it didn't come out too long after Drunken Master, I think. Um but I haven't looked up anything after of him like discussing or talking about like, oh, you know, what do you think of looking back on Legend of the Drunken Master? You know, what do you what do you think about that? Like, like of uh, the ending and your choices in there? Like, I haven't seen anything about that. There probably is stuff. I just I, I didn't look into that. Um, so I, I just wanted to cover solely everything surrounding from this time period. Tar- yeah. point. 
Um, yeah, but I mean, I mean, um, yeah, no, it was just, it was just awful. <laughs> like there's, there's just no reason. And, and also too, the, uh, the cut version that was released in the U S the North America was literally, I think it was, they, I can't fucking find it because everybody puts up the original ending. But from what I understand, it's a really bad cut where I think they just cut to the end right after his fight. I think like right as soon as the fight ends or something, I, I think that's where they cut. And people, when they first saw it, were just so confused because they're like, what is like, what? Like, what just happened? Like, that's it. Like, it's very abrupt from what I understand. Yeah. I mean, I I could imagine. I mean, I feel that's really the only way cutting that scene out is how you get it. But it, also, if you cut that scene out, you literally have to it, without reshoots, you have to end that movie at the conclusion of the fight. So you get like no like resolution. You just get oh Jackie Chan won credits. Which yeah. honestly is kind of neat when you think about it. But also like I could understand being like, well that leaves something to be desired, I guess. Yeah. It was um yeah. So I, I just I just thought it was funny uh looking into looking into that and looking to people um just just being sounding so stupid. Um, no. Yeah. Um, yeah. Also, should mention too, Wong Fei Hung was actual was a real martial artist. Um, he did. Uh, he was alive in the earliest the early twentieth century. He died in nineteen twenty five at seventy seven years old. This film does place in the, take place in the nineteen twenties, but it's it's uh it's he's very he's supposed to be very young, so it's not like an actual retelling of his life or anything. It's just yeah. That, it's just I should mention that he was he was a real martial artist. And I think there actually is a movie. It might be on Criterion or Criterion's talked about it where um it was made to show more of an accurate depiction of Wong Fei Hung. Oh, you're I telling think. me this movie wasn't just one for one? Yeah. No, oh, no, that's crazy. Damn. <laughs> but um, I mean, yeah, does uh what what uh, what are what are what were our ratings for this film? Four stars is what I rated it. Yeah, I, I also went with four. I, I think I, I was leaning like four and a half before the ending. And like, yeah. again, it happened so quick because the all the whole movie prior up to that, it gives like no inclination like that is what's going to happen. And it's, you know, a 90% of the like humor in it lands. The action is sick. And then you just get that. So it does like hurt the rating, but like it's, it's still like a very good movie, but yeah, I'd, I'd probably, I'd go four out of five on it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I went a four as well. Um, literally the ending happens and I go down from four, from four and a half to four. Um, I'm pretty sure we were all going to do that. 4.5. Yeah. But, uh, that just didn't happen. Um, uh yeah um I mean like in terms of the uh of the I guess the Jackie Chan like maybe I don't know you know I don't even know if we can say this because we haven't seen that many but like is this a must watch for Jackie Chan fans is this a must watch for martial arts fans how what are we what are we thinking right now I feel like it is a must watch for like Jackie Chan fans okay because it is good uh outside of some bad stuff but for the most part it's really good 
I mean, I I would say it is again. Like I said, it this does have just comparing it directly to Police Story because that's what we watch. It does have my favorite action scene out of those two, and I think for that alone would make it a must watch. Um, but all the action in it is like really, really good. Um, obviously, but also like the action set pieces in this movie are like fairly long. Like I said, that the one scene we all talked yeah. about is like probably ten minutes. The final fight is probably like seven or eight minutes just of one-on-one. The first scene where we see uh, Jackie Chan drink and fight like the group of the foreigners. Yeah, yeah. It's probably like 10 minutes long. So you get some like long action set pieces here. So I I would say it's a must watch. Just know about the ending beforehand. Or if you can somehow find the U.S. version, like it's not a great ending, but it's, it's infinitely better than that. So, you know. I, I think, uh, gosh, I don't, where did we watch Dawn? I don't, we, I think I we rented it on it. YouTube. Yeah. YouTube. Okay. Yeah. I don't. So I don't, I don't know. know how outside of, unless you have the actual physical release or could find a torrent of, uh, like the U S release. I, I couldn't see any other way because like I said, we rented it off of YouTube, which you figured would be like, the most in-demand version, I guess. And it wasn't like there was multiple things that popped up when you search for it. Yeah, no, it's um, it's mostly... Uh, I mean, really, like, you probably won't be able to find the uh, the cut version. I think, I think now they only have the uncut version. Which, I mean, like, sure, you know, it's, it's the full version and all its, uh, in all its glory, I guess. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, watch that with, I guess, a heavy, uh, not a heavy, but like slight warning. Yeah. You that. can find copies of the DVD on eBay, but it, I don't know what version is. What. Yeah. Too, in the forums, I was, that's what a lot of people were talking about in these forums where they were trying to get copies of like DVDs of it because a lot of them or some of them are like are are cut some of them are in a are in a different language but they're not they're not done they're not edited properly or uh or they they just don't have any other subs or dubs or whatever it's just it's a weird like um thing so i you can try your luck i guess um well there's currently one on ebay that's still up for by the time this podcast goes up, we'll be up for like six more hours. Currently has no bid, 95 cents, which is actually cheaper than how much it costs to rent it. Jesus Yippee! Christ. Okay. <laughs> yeah. So maybe, maybe you can test your luck. Um, why not? Um, All right. Well, is that yeah, any, any final thoughts? Uh, it's just a fun movie. Jack, uh, Jackie Chan yeah. knows what he's doing when it comes to action. I know. Hot take. Uh, yeah. he, he might not know a little bit about what he's doing when it comes to uh, uh, certain, uh, yeah, may, certain issues. Yeah, probably doesn't have his finger on the pulse with like societal issues. But as far as kicking and punching, good. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. All right. Is that a, is that a show? Is that Summer of Fisting 3? I think yeah, it is. So. Yep. All yep. right. Well, thank you everybody for listening to episode 313 of the All You Can Hear podcast. I have been one of your hosts, Tanner. You can follow me on Twitter at Tanner1495. Please follow the podcast. Uh, 
Still right now, best place to follow us on social media is Twitter at AYCH Podcast. You can also follow Instagram, AYCH Podcast, twitch.tv slash AYCH Podcast, YouTube, guess what? AYCH Podcast. Listen to us on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Overcast, all your favorite RSS feed catchers, but you already know that because you're listening and you've made it to the end. But uh, it would be awesome if you could leave us a five-star rating. That would be great. Uh, and if you feel so inclined, write us a little review. That would also be sick. Um, it'd be really cool and, you know, support us on whatever podcast fee app website you use. Um, got some cool stuff cooking for the Twitch and YouTube that will probably be announced in the next couple of weeks. Uh, still ironing out some final details with that. Uh, follow the podcast on Letterboxd, AYCH podcast. And just just be keeping an eye out. Like I said, follow us on Twitter, AYCH Podcast. Best place to follow us. Keep up with everything up to date. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of cool stuff coming up in the next couple of weeks and months and as we go into 2024. So stay tuned. Yep. And my name is Colt. Uh, follow me on Twitter at ColtD00. Uh, have a good day. Whoa, yeah. Yeah, have a good Monday. Uh, yeah, it's going to be Monday. Uh, I'm Wenzel. Thank you for listening. You follow me on Twitter at Wednesday Booking. Follow my art Instagram at World of Wednesday. Also follow my threads, World of Wednesday. Follow my bookstagram, Wenzel Banters. Uh, go check out Backlog Boys. Yep. Cool stuff planned. But comes out. Um, that stuff hasn't happened yet. So just, just be on the lookout for us. Uh, yeah. We have a, I have a Goodreads and a letterbox. Go to my link tree. Links for everything is all there. My stuff, not for everybody else's. They all, they all did their own stuff. Um, yeah, thank you. Um, oh, I will mention just one last thing. So the next Summer Fisting will come out in two weeks. So August 20th, that'll be Summer Fisting or Summer Fisting Punch 4. It's Kung Fu Hustle that we're doing. Um, as our 2000s movie, but it will be two weeks after that. It will be on September 11th when the final one comes out because Winslow and I, you know, got our media passes for Sidewalk. So we are fitting in uh, that episode and putting that out in the slot where Summer Fisting Punch 5 was supposed to come out. So Summer Fisting it will wrap up before the technical end of summer. So it will just be one and two weeks from now and then. The one after that will be five weeks from now. Yeah, so I don't want to hear it, all you fucking nerds. Yeah, we're doing it. Yeah, seasonal nerds. Yeah. Oh, but again, it, we will technically have it out like the tip of the end of summer. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. Well, any last words? Um, I love you. Uh, don't let the door hit you on the way out. Also, don't do 